Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the MTG Conflux cast. My name is John, and I'm joined this week by my co-host Stephen. Hey! And Chris. Hello. This week we're going to be talking about the huge changes to the banned and restricted list, as well as the complete restructuring of organized play. But before we do that, we're going to get into our bi-weekly roundup where we tell you about what we've been up to for the last two weeks. Chris, let's start with you. Well, I missed one of the two FNMs since we've last spoken. However, the one I did play, I played Amulet. Wow. Surprise. Um, the crowd goes mild. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to win some credit back because I, uh, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel on the old account over there. Yep. And I started so off the so night. So you had to play an actual deck is what you're saying. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying that. I just had to, you know, win. <laughs> and so, Old reliable. Uh, yeah, brought an amulet. And I started off the evening with a very strong loss <laughs> against cool. uh, black, red pyromancers, I guess. <laughs> Is that he Tony? Had young pyromancers, seasoned pyromancers. He had uh, he he, broken cards like Faithless Looting. Did he also have the Ascension? I didn't see any. Mm. He did have four copies of Field of Rune, though. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got Dude yeah, knows, so his, knows who he's playing against. Game yeah. one, I just do the thing. He does the big die. Uh, game two, he Field of Runes me twice, and I'm sad. And then game three, I have like five turns to draw Bounceland to do the big, you know, big Titan thing and then do not draw anything ever again, ever and die to a very like <laughs> sad board of someone once. some two twos and yeah, yeah, some tokens. Excellent. Great. So, <laughs> yeah, really nice. Um, but so I, this is my first paper event playing Field of the Dead in my deck. So all I wanted to do was make a bunch of zombies. And you didn't even bring special zombie tokens. Like, what the hell? <sighs> yeah, I didn't. I just had to use my, uh, what I usually use, uh, insect tokens as zombies. Come on. Lame. Which didn't really work that well because I made, like... Actual insects? Like, no, like 10 zombies in the course uh. of two turns, <laughs> and I don't have enough tokens. All right. So we got we to gotta workshop it right now. Uh, Rob zombie token. That's one idea. Ugh. What, uh, what else can we do? I was actually talking to one of my opponents about this. It's a very big problem that I have now with this deck. Is What is the best <laughs> stupid zombie token to use? It's Plants probably, versus zombies. It's probably, the first, it's probably the first foil one, the double-sided one. That's an anime waifu. Uh, anime waifu. Uh, oh, the, oh, the anime God. where the girl gets hit by a truck and turns into an idol? Oh, the zombie idol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You should just use all the zombies from Plants vs. Zombies. There's like a billion. Yeah. Or you should have every opponent that you beat, you should have them draw a zombie and sign it. Take a fucking Polaroid. <laughs> I, just have like a fat, I just have like a fat stack of like blank foil cards and I beat someone. Draw yeah. yourself. Please. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if you could get a like a transparent like uh, Polaroid or something where you could like layer it over the foil that That'd would be, be great so great that seems uh, sweet but also kind of bm oh it's super absolutely bm, BM. 
Congratulations, you're a zombie now. Speaking of DM, <laughs> I don't remember if I've talked about Zomcast or not, but you know how, uh, so we have these MTG Conflux tokens for Amulet. Right. Um, we have a plant token, a clue token, and then pay for your pack reminder tokens. Is it BM to give it to I, your opponent? If I give it to my opponent after I hide mine, Goblin. <laughs> yes, that's One, aggressive. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's BM. Here, yeah. Here, you can have this a gift. Oh, no, Do you think no, no. if I did that to Keep someone it. like on camera, they'd be just pissed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it I, would I just, be I, funny. I, I can would, only imagine what Twitch chat would say. It would be <laughs> if they witnessed this kind of heresy. It would be funny, and it's definitely not unsportsmanlike. Uh, uh, it, I don't know about that. I mean, you're you're like giving your opponent a friendly reminder about their pack. There, air, there's nothing unsportsmanlike. Would you have to say air quotes? Definitely not unsportsmanlike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. I mean, I'm sure some people would, like, have a laugh about it. Yeah, and other people would hate you until the day they die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, from a pro's, like, like LSB might be, might have a good laugh out of it. Right. Yeah. Owen Turtenwald? Nah, he'd be, he'd Not be so pretty much. upset. He'd be who's pretty that? upset. I, who's that? Is it a Hearthstone player? Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, Shade. No, really, he's playing Hearthstone now. No, I know, that's what I was saying. It, oh, okay. What you yeah. said was, oh, man. was funny. I don't think Ben Stark would have appreciated it either. <laughs> ben Stark is a robot. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. You should anyway. read some of the stuff he writes. Like he kinda he cops out to it, man. Like Seth Manfield. Anyways, uh so we're let's we've gotten way off track on the zombie tokens. Continuing on your uh your two weeks in magic. <laughs> Yeah, so unfortunately, the first game I made a bunch of zombies. It didn't really matter that opponent was just dying to my primeval titan anyway. Lame. Um, but my zombies were really good against um, the Abzan player. Uh, I he conceded to my my zombie horde, so my zombies didn't actually kill him, but they they killed him. Abzan, he's like a week week early on that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was really funny. So the next game, he ults his Liliana the Last Hope. And I defeat him, showing that I am the true zombie master. Did you make more zombie tokens than than the Lily on it? I mean, Lily has to ramp up. I did not, because he assassins trophy literally everything. <laughs> He's playing four assassins trophies, so oh. I play a titan. First titan gets trophied, and it goes and gets like Tolerae West something else. I think he trophies a Tolerae West, and then I get Field of the Dead, and he trophies that. And then he trophies like Academy Ruins because I was threatening to Academy Ruins EE to deal with his zombie horde. Wow. So how'd you beat but, him? But uh, he still died. See, if he'd been playing 4C with Snapcasters, he could have snapped those trophies back. How, how'd you beat him? <laughs> See, because as it turns out, um, you don't have to record the same EE every turn if you just play a whole bunch of them in your deck. <laughs> <laughs> and you Facts. can go get them with your other Tolerae Wes. Genius. Facts. Redundancy, huh? Hmm. What is this? Weird. Yeah, he did cast a Siege Rhino game one. That was hey. a blast from the past. Wow. That's cool. Take a ride on the Rhino. <laughs> and then, um, man, what did I... I was starving that night. I, I was, like, having difficulty remembering <laughs> when I played this around before. focus too hungry. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. He was, like, a wild animal afterwards, man. He's like, prowling around, like, harassing people to leave. <laughs> oh, I've been there. <laughs> Are you done? 
stop trading. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, hey, you should. Uh, I think you're dead, dude. You should just concede. Yeah, just no. You're done. You should. You should just stop. So we can go get food. No, yeah, just stop. Oh, man. Concede. So are you playing for prizes anyway? Just scoop. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you were winning the match anyway. Come on. Oh man, man, I cannot even remember what I played against last round. Now, shit. Anyways, sad times. How about All you, Steven? I remember. Oh, oh, is that I won? <laughs> oh, I remember now. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow, <laughs> I, I played against uh, the uh, slowest green, of black rolls. Infect. Oh, okay, and yeah. I was not expecting. Okay, first of all, I was not expecting my opponent to be playing Infect because he normally normally does not play Infect. Mm-hmm. Um, he usually has like elves or drawn or something, so Infect is kind of a out of left field. And I also wasn't expecting to beat it. But somehow I did. He's playing Phyrexian Vatmother, right? Yes. What which I didn't see, but I heard a story of the, the yeah. Phyrexian Vatmother. <laughs> Dude, Please there's explain two. to me. Do what, you know what this card what? does? Please tell me. Please. Uh, it is a four mana four five, I believe. I think so, yeah. Jesus. With infect. And it says at the beginning of up your upkeep, you get a poison counter. Uh okay. So you know what that card is not so good against? Ruined Halo naming Frixian Batmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he poisoned himself. That's Rip. hilarious. So Mike said he'd like O-ringed one of them, like the first one, before he like named it with Ruined Halo. And yeah. like, the second one came down, then he named it, and he like O-ringed his own O-ring or something to like unlock the other one so he would oh die faster. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> bad it's real yeah, bad some justice is so right there. funny oh man so but he was playing green black with like the exalted land i think it was inspired off of um ivan's mono green list mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with like cathedral of war yeah yeah that used to be stuff. people did that sometimes back in the day uh the problem was game one he just never had a pump spell ever bummer he just had more like friction crusaders because he's playing black Mm -hmm. So he had all these infect creatures, but no pump, and it was just too slow. Too slow. Yeah, the green black's like more happen. resilient and slow than uh, blue green. And then the next game, I think I did the big die. And then the third game, uh, the tiny he die. just had no protection spells. So he like inquisitioned me. He saw I had a path. It was like double amulet path, Azusa, like um, gemstone mine, like gemstone mine. I think. Mm -hmm. So all I need is like bounce land. I think I even I think I even had a uh No, I had a bounce land too. I just needed a Titan to kill him. And so Inquisition's being and he takes the Azusa. Weird. I was like, okay. I mean that's how he doesn't die on turn two if I draw a Titan right here, right? Yes. And I don't draw a Titan. I draw a third fucking amulet. <laughs> I mean, at least you now you know for sure you're gonna win. So I'm sitting there. With three amulets, a bounce land, and nothing going on. I just have this fucking path. So I like draw for turn. Oh look, a Sakura Drive Scout. I guess I'll play <laughs> it. And he's like fatal push. Like, I guess. Sure. Sure. Like draw, like play another irrelevant. Like, oh, Azusa doesn't do anything here either. And so, but his clock is like pretty slow. And eventually, 
uh, I find a Teloria West. But the problem was, <laughs> if I had the Teloria West in play and play the Bounce Land, it was only 8 mana, so I couldn't actually transmute and play a Titan. So I had to wait more. <laughs> <laughs> Poor you. Oh, God, it was like the most Poor painfully slow triple amulet game in the world. Poor. Tiny violin time. <laughs> and so he goes for a become immense on his inky boy. He's like tapping out for it because he doesn't have much of his graveyard. And I just like kind of path it? Question mark? Like path that you know that's here? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that's a good path. And I untap and like I draw the thing I need to like, oh, play all the titans of my deck, kill you. And he's like, well, this, yeah. this is on like turn 100 too, right? Yeah, this is like a million years into the game. Wow. Weird. If you would have just taken that path, you probably would have won. Yeah, which is weird. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I, it's knows? hard to say because, yeah. like, if he hadn't, then the Azusa would have just sat there the entire game and I would have won the turn I drew Tori West. Right. Which was like two or three turns earlier. So I don't know. It's. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Anyway. Anyway. What did you play this <laughs> past week, uh, Steven? Uh, so for the past few weeks, I have been, uh, slowly playing some MTGO. I haven't gotten a chance to like actually go out and play, uh, at a, at a store, unfortunately, but, uh, thanks to the unsponsored card kingdom thingy majigger, um, I've been renting affinity. Oh, actually, I, I actually bought it's card uh, hoarder, isn't it? Card hoarders, right? <laughs> yeah. Wrong, wrong website. Both websites cool. are good. Uh, cool. uh, I actually bought uh, most of Affinity. The only thing I didn't buy was uh, the Mox Opals and Blood Moons uh, because the deck itself is like under forty dollars. Besides, except those opals. Except those opals. The opals are like seventy, eighty bucks a piece. I think maybe even a hundred. Uh, but everything else is like dirt, dirt cheap. So I ended up buying that all, all that stuff, and I bought a few like sideboard stuff. A few, uh, I bought the Galvanic Blast and the Thoughtcast in case I wanted to play red or red or blue. And I bought the island that I like playing with. Um, so now I have Affinity again, which I mean it's great because like I sold out of it at a great time, obviously because I got a lot way more money than I just bought it for. So uh, like, quick, quick question: <clears throat> What is your favorite island that you play? Uh, it's the unhinged one. Mm. It's my favorite in the deck because of like the color scheme of like Springleaf Drum and Arcbound Ravenger, like those blues, and then the blue from the. It's it's really specific. It sounds weird. I know. Anyway, we could go way deep on this subject. So let's not. Way deep. Let's not. Uh, acceptable. So, <clears throat> By the way, if what? someone had told you in like 2015 that Opal would still be legal to play in Modern in 2019, how surprised would you be? Absolutely zero. I I have no doubt to my mind that that card is not busted as people think it is. Okay. <laughs> Do you have opinions, John? No, I just think Hot that take pe- pe- <laughs> people people I think people thought Opal was like uh on the list for a long time. No, and, yeah, uh, and and every time every time that conversation would come up, you'd be like, okay, but like you're allowed to do this much on turn one, and I'm allowed to like play a two drop that you can bolt. 
the problem is is like opal was super busted at one point but the format has like gained power level and affinity has not at the same rate so yeah it's um, not not even close to being busted anymore, but way back when. Right. Although, and the problem was, is like, I think in KCI, it was, bust, was insanely yeah, busted. It was really busted in KCI. Yeah, that's true. And then, like, you know, now there's the Wurza that deck. So, you know, I don't know. Like, Artifact Man is really good. Like, it, it's a mox. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, it's like, like unless unless we're pushing like Hogak numbers, then it's like, is it really that bad? Yeah. Anyways, I don't know if if Hogak is the floor on <laughs> what's bad, then okay, Faith uh, is looting. Sure, Shh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I play Infinity. Uh, I actually have. Uh, I'll I'll see if I can link this because I'm done with this. I'm going to be done with this uh, document. I'm going to make a new one for the the new banning. Uh, I played four leagues um, and overall have uh, I got my stats. I have an overall win percentage, match win rate, match win rate percentage of fifty five percent. My game ones are fifty five. My die roll, which is irrelevant, is fifty five percent. And my wow, luck sack, <laughs> right? Uh, and my game win rate is fifty two percent. Um, and what I'm seeing is that, uh, that I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in this meta. Well, obviously it's going to change drastically, but like I was keeping up with, uh, with Hogax pretty steadily. Um, if I'm looking off the top of my head, yeah, all my games were like super close with Hogak. Uh, there was only one win against, no, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when super close only won once no like all my games went to the game three and it was like it was it was a one turn deciding factor it wasn't ever like a lopsided loss like i was always like very very close to killing gotcha so they killed you on turn three or you killed them on turn three <laughs> right exactly <laughs> uh, or, just to or, put in- or further if i had like sideboard hate i would like to put into some perspective how uh incredible luck sack you are um back in the day when I was recording my uh, amulet stats playing online, when I was on the mm-hmm. Red Splash sideboard, I have 38 leagues mm-hmm. and a die roll win percentage of <laughs> 45.7%. I mean, that's what not was awful. That? What, We're what, so close what was to it? path. 45. 45. It's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Over that long? I guess I yeah. had pretty lopsided stats on mine at one point, but once I reached that number of matches, it, it hit 50% pretty dead on. Um, yeah, when I had the um, white sideboard, uh, I only have um, 19 leagues here, but it's a uh, 51%. Ah, much better. So clearly white is superior. <laughs> white is obviously superior. Um, uh, what else? What else can I tell you about this? Oh, um, I played against a lot of different decks, which is uh, pretty unfortunate for me. Uh, I couldn't really like narrow Damn diverse format. I know, right? I couldn't like narrow down like, oh, I need like these cards specifically for like Phoenix, Hogak, humans, etc. It was like I played against like 14, 15 decks, different decks. I think that's kind of a consequence of there are no no differentiation between um comp leagues and normal leagues. Yeah. I, I mean I played against like goblins twice. And what what I, what else what else can i why do i have two different oh because i misspelled hogak that's why <clears throat> uh 
and like Mardu. I played against a Mardu deck that was like insane. John, you would have loved this deck. I would. It was, it was just like the bee's knees of Mardu. It was so cool. <laughs> I'm I'm Mardu guy. I didn't realize I was Mardu guy. Yeah, you're pretty Mardu. You like playing Inquisition and Lightning Bolt. This is the guy who literally built Mardu Highlander. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if anybody is the Mardu guy, that would be you. I, I guess, yes. <laughs> that deck was sweet. Anyways, you would have loved it. Um, I played against... Uh... Oh, okay. So this is, this is what I wanted to talk about. I played against uh, Neobrand which apparently was a deck that I had, had no clue was a real deck. To me, it just looked like a big fat pile of cards. Uh, this deck was... This guy, like, you're like fucking Patrick Starr sometimes, man. You live under a rock. <laughs> completely, like completely under a rock until I like really get out there. Like, him. What's like, that what's card, that? dude? That's so cool. Um, this... I can't. This deck is so ridiculously luck based that I can't even. Like, there is no strategy against this deck. Like, yeah, there is. Play Path to Exile or Spell Pierce. But even, even Path then. Path is not that good against the deck. Was it? Path isn't that good against the deck. It's, it's not. I mean, it's not the worst either, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, better than Fatal Push. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's, it's just like, this deck was just so. Like okay, I I had a turn. I had a I was prepped for a turn to infect, or I hit somebody with uh, eight infect points on turn two. That is not enough infect. And I you require it, it additional didn't, infect. It didn't matter. I was like, oh, I have this game locked. This guy's obviously playing like infect or something. He can't play a creature and kill me on turn three. Psych! That's where you're wrong, kiddo. And then he, like, plays his dumb green thing for free, plays his... Allosaurus Riders? Yeah, he plays his, his Neoform, goes and gets his dumb Gristlebrand, Gristlebrand's off, and, and just combos off from there, but it's hey, just like... You just, got, you just got punked? Dude, it was, it was so funny, too. I went... Turn to eight infect, and I like leaned back in my chair, put my hands around my head, and I was like, "Yep, got this one in the bag." And then he like tanked for five minutes, and it was just frustrating me. And when he finally started playing cards, I was like, "What? What? What? Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> and then as soon as he played Gristlebrand, as soon as Gristlebrand came out, and I was like, "Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> You're I just, dead. Like, I just like walked away. I came back like game lost, and I was like, "Yep, all right, game two, let's go." Wow, this guy doesn't even know what the fucking deck does, and he goes and like makes a sandwich or some shit while they're comboing him off. Yeah, because like, that's really all I need to know. Like, oh, I need to kill you before before turn three. Got it. Or I need to like disrupt you on turn three. Uh, so the next two games I played with blue mana open the whole stupid game and I couldn't like fully lean in when I probably could have, but I, I couldn't risk it. So I just held spell pierce up my, the whole game. Just so dumb. Um, clearly you're not as lucky as every other affinity player I've ever played against. Cause they seem to have no problem holding up blue the whole game. It's fucking annoying is what it is. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, and then the other standout game I played against was uh, this guy called Sacramento, which I totally thought he was from Sacramento, and I started chatting him, and he's actually that name totally is different. familiar. Is he? Is it S A K M Mento? Maybe it's because you live in Sacramento before. 
No, I think he's 5-0'd before. Oh. Uh, anyways, he was playing Goblins, but uh, game one didn't actually matter because I played like... I played a crazy hand where I dumped out six cards and drew four more after that, um, which was fantastic. And then... Oh, and I didn't have a land until my first draw step because I was on the play. <laughs> and... Uh, Something, yeah, something Mox Opal is fair and balanced. I mean, I mean, it was basically <laughs> just a land drop, like whatever. Uh, I, I mean, if he had if, if he had uh, gut shot at any point during my sequencing, he would have just won that match because I would have been dead. Um, what else about that game? That was about it. Uh, just a crazy nutty game one, which is amazing. Drew six cards, one on turn three. After hitting him with two cranial platings. Mm, yummy. Delicious. All right, we're going to move along because we got a lot to cover today. Word. Uh, what do you do? What'd you do? Uh, have we talked since the MCQ, Chris? Is that before or after our last episode? When was the MCQ? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, we have not. We have not. Okay. Well, you should tell. I'm going to let you tell the story because you actually have memory and I don't. About my my super sweet judge call. Of what the MCQ that I wasn't at didn't get wrecked. Oh, you didn't get to go. That's correct. Right. All right. Bad memory. Try to tell it as best you can. That's right. No, it was weekend of Bernie's. I uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I uh, I was thinking through a, a line with my my sweet iceberg deck. Uh, mm-hmm. with, I wanted to like play an astrolabe and then filter mana and then like opt. And I like skipped a crucial step and uh, filtered mana through a leyline of the void by tapping it, mm-hmm. uh, and then putting an opt on the stack. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, I did not draw my card mm-hmm. or scry or touch my deck. Or you just that- you just put it like you just presented <laughs> the card anything. out in the open. Yeah, my opponent <laughs> very quickly was doing a big confuse and stopped me. So that was that was good. Uh, yeah, that was the judge was amused. <laughs> <laughs> as was like everyone in like a 10 foot radius that came over to look so wait did you did you get to cast it did you actually have the we, filter we rewound okay <laughs> then i actually played my astrolabe filtered the mana with the astrolabe gotcha. and then cast my opt yes that's fine uh, please take legal game action <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was cool <laughs> <laughs> so you just like tapped mana tapped your ley line and then you were like opt. I like tap, <laughs> tapped like a snow forest <laughs> tapped a ley line of the void and put an opt onto the stack and my opponent's just like the fuck uh, oh. so I keep my astrolabes up at the top left of right. my mat and um, that place was occupied by ley line of the void which it, it not norm- is not normally occupied by so um, just you know muscle memory yeah pretty good that's Although that's not as funny as Daniel, who um, tried playing an astrolabe buff of not snow mana, which was one of my two goals I had for the day not to do. <laughs> that's, a, goals, that's a strong goal. My two goals were to not illegally cast an astrolabe and to not try to block with a baleful strix that did not have death touch. And I, I succeeded at both of those, but you mean failed. A, you mean an ice fang? Oh yes, an ice old cuddle. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> baleful strix. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> in my mind, they're basically the same card. Although. It's, Kotal's just better because it has flash. Task failed successfully. Yeah, task failed <laughs> successfully. Uh, so 
Yeah, I just failed in a completely uh, unexpected manner. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Feels bad. Uh, I lost to the Gak and Dredge. And what deck were you playing? Four color snow control. Interesting. Iceberg. Deck Interesting. is hot. Huh. And it, uh, its worst matchups were uh, the graveyard decks, which uh, are pretty bad now. Hugak's gone. Dredge lost looting. And uh, burn slash one red prowess, which I think is going to be less popular moving forward. Uh, so feeling feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good right now about uh, where my my pet deck is uh, placed in the meta. Everyone's going to be playing them some Stoneforge Mystics, and I'm over here playing two, maybe three Colgons commands in my main deck. Ooh, yeah, it's good, it's good. So uh, yeah, uh, did. Uh, four four finish at the MCQ, not that hot. Um, I lost to Affinity, like old school Affinity and Storm, which were matchups I probably should have won, but um, didn't have any reps against those decks with four colors, no control. It's because I, I, like, I don't live next to you. Sorry. Yeah, I like miscounted game one against Affinity and didn't think he had lethal with a Nexus, mm-hmm. and so I just didn't block it. And he actually did have ten in fact, and that felt really mm-hmm. bad. And I had like the Wrath in hands and just yeah it was just bad it's really bad so i just died on the spot instead of like i was trying to avoid taking more uh damage than i had to and i was like oh whatever i can take a bunch of infect damage it won't kill me and then i'd rather like preserve my life total so after i wipe the board he can't rebuild and like you know cheese me out somehow with like mm-hmm. uh edge champion or something so i was like oh i gotta keep that life total high and then i was like no no i'm just just, dead. No, okay. just- i miscounted and Oops. then against uh storm we had a game where they went off and like storm was like quite high and uh they like grape shot remain grape shot in response i weather the storm and go to 66 life holy poop that's awesome <laughs> and then i went down to like 30 something life and they just kind of looked at their hand and back at me looked at the board kind of like fuck what do i do now shrugged and then just they discontinued going off and found another grape shot and grape shot remain grape shot of me a second time wow <laughs> like many many game actions later <laughs> wow that is luck did quite the big die yeah that was very dead at that point so that felt bad and that was wouldn't, their third grape shot because i had taken one of the thoughtsies i think wouldn't it have just been amazing if they were just like oh wow yeah i can't beat that good game yeah yeah it would have been quite nice <laughs> yeah so yes yeah, dragons hoping. clearly the better deck <laughs> disallow you a storm trigger yeah Ugh. anyway so that was that was that and i've been doing uh i've been playing online doing fairly well and uh been doing well fnm we've got a group of people with like a doc that are keeping tracks of our win and losses and we're at like 62 percent match win rate over like 60 70 matches somewhere in that range so um not the biggest body of data but um deck is good just good i've got i've ranted and raved about how good it is the last few podcasts so i'll i'll spare the listeners more mm. unlike you guys who always talk about the same two decks <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i think it's time as we're about half an hour in now to get into our main meanest of our main two topics and that is there was an announcement today Christmas came early. He protect. He attack. But most importantly, he, he no don't come, come back. back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the gak. The gak is gone. The gak is no more. Yeah. Banned, as expected. I think people 
were 99% sure, but there was that one person deep inside of them that was scared. <laughs> right, because like like banning the card that they just printed seems like a kind of ridiculous idea. Just people don't trust Watsy right. completely. Exactly. It was like when you have to do that fall, you like you have to lean back and fall and someone catches you. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, the trust fall. This is but, this this was exactly a trust fall. Would would you trust fall with Watsy? I don't think Absolutely I would. Absolutely not. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the trust fall and um Watsi caught us and then gave us flowers. Well yeah, they, they caught us and there was actually somebody somebody there with them. And yeah. was like, hi. Yeah. Uh, so they banned a gag. They also banned Faithless Looting. Uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. And I think it, I was not expecting looting to be banned. But I was in yeah. a place where I, I felt like if it happened, I would not be sad about it. I don't think that that many people were expecting looting to be banned at the same time. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think personally, it's it's a bad call. I mean, that's my hot take on it is like, it's just a Dis- bad call. Agree. That is a hot take. It's a, it's a hot take. It, I just don't think it's, I don't think looting is the problem. It is definitely a problem. It's just a very efficient card. It's too good. It's too efficient. It's like, it's like stirrings that has less restrictions <laughs> on the type of decks you play it in. Um, but like, but that's, that's, that's my problem with it, right? Like we, when you ban something, you don't ban it because it's too efficient. Like it's like a, made modern into a very in graveyard-centric format. Yeah, but like, why is this? I such mean, a they bad even thing? explained like, in their uh, their you know rationale, whatever. That the past couple of years, the top decks have always been faithless looting decks. Like every dumb fucking deck that you don't want to play against has faithless looting in it. I don't follow one. With that. I don't disagree faithless sitting deck dredge yep. faithless sitting deck. Like, yep. they're just all there's a few decks that are like that that's what i talked about before you know there's a few decks that i'm sad to see lose looting Mar- i think mardu like mardu pyromancer is like definitely the victim here and that sucks but like there's just so many uninteractive dumb stupid fucking decks that were abusing faithful sitting like Gorio's vengeance decks. Gorio's vengeance decks like and those decks didn't really need to get hit on either but they weren't exactly fun to play against a lot of the time and then is it phoenix is really the big the big one in the room like everyone was expecting phoenix to just kind of be the de facto best deck moving out of this right like we should just ban phoenix yeah but like like phoenix is fine if it's not super easy to just to bend it like that was the issue is that like looting just bend phoenix but like okay so it bend phoenix while counting as yeah. a spell to like recur it so yeah. what's the difference okay so I mean, there's obviously a difference between paying one mana and two mana, but like cathartic reunion. Oh, look, I have these phoenixes in my hand. They go in my graveyard, and now you have less control over cathartic reunion. Yeah, you have less card manipulation. I understand that. Rummage is always worse than looting. Yeah, and and like I don't think you can so easily gloss over one mana versus two mana. No, I, I'm that's like the lightning bolt versus lightning strike. That's right? what I said. Like like it's not it's not like it's not unimportant. Like the and one mana is definitely back. relevant. I think the card the card just does everything it's like on its face nothing about the card screams busted but when you take all the pieces together one man when you take it when you take it out of the vacuum the fact yeah the fact that it it has flashback like these are all just like cumulatively very very powerful and so I, i hear it i just like i don't know maybe maybe i just got too comfortable playing against those decks where i'm just like i don't see the problem but whatever it just does a lot for one mana in yeah. a in a format that 
has been getting faster and more reliant on the graveyard, like with every passing year mm-hmm. and removing looting fixes both those problems at the same time. Right. Like forces just, people to back away from using the graveyard quite so much. And it slows down decks that want to do that. I just hope like decks like dredge and Mardu XYZ and I don't know any of the other like pretty fair ish decks find something good. Well, like, like Mardu, something better. Mardu got seasoned pyromancer as a new discard outlet right. to pitch pitch mm-hmm. crap, and like Mardu's like fine with that, really. Like the best thing it does, the or the the biggest thing Mardu loses is the ability to like dig for lands early. Yeah, that was like the big loss was that Mardu could fix its mana, and like so like, Mardu just has to play another land. Now. Dredge Dredge like, was whatever. never like a boogeyman. Dredge was like scary. Dredge for... was never a boogie land deck. A boogie land deck. It was it was scary for a little bit, and then they banned something out of it. And then it didn't really get that scary for a little bit, and then they banned something out of it. God, Dredge is a fucking pain in the ass. I mean, the deck was manageable, but I don't know. They keep trying to kill it, and it kept coming back. Well, they keep printing good cards. That's the thing. Yeah. They keep printing these really good graveyard cards. I, I don't know if I would say Dredge was the boogeyman. I, I feel like Dredge has been good, but so have other graveyard decks, so the amount of graveyard hate has always been higher than it might otherwise have been so like in the past you'd have these cycles between graveyard hate and artifact hate and then dredge and affinity with like swap places as being like like the best you mm-hmm. know combo mm-hmm. slash aggro deck right yeah but then you have things like you know phoenix coming around and so if phoenix is just going to be really good then you know dredge can only be so good because people will start with the main taking like surgicals and bullshit right yeah and, oh well, then why wasn't Infinity good? Well, because Infinity gets kind of dunked on by like the gut shot thing in the ice deck. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, like if if Arclight Phoenix hadn't been printed, like would Dredge have been more powerful than otherwise? I probably. Yeah, like Creeping Chill, like <clears throat> Creeping Chill was pretty not so. That card is really gross. <laughs> Like the fact that it like turned a bunch of matchups completely on their head is like eyebrow raising. Like the fact that it made burn go from like an unwinnable matchup to like a almost unlosable matchup. Yeah. It's like yeah. that raises a serious fucking eyebrow from yeah. me. Yeah. I guess they're right. And then it gets even better against like the control decks because there's literally nothing that they can they, do. Yeah. They have you, zero interaction. You have to beat creeping chill, you have to beat conflagrate, you have to beat the beads, like yeah, it's hard. And I think Dredge got completely overshadowed by the Gak, right? Like, maybe Dredge would have been a pretty strong, pretty popular graveyard deck, but it was just not as good as the Gak. I mean, people were still playing it because they, like, wanted the reach. Yeah, I mean, people still played... Like, Dredge was still relatively popular. Yeah. It's like, shove some Gaks in your Dredge deck. <laughs> you know, on that topic, I'm actually kind of excited to see what out of... Um... Well, I guess we still won't see it for a little while, but what out of Modern Horizons really is like, like pretty good? Because so far we've seen like one busted card, two maybe out of out of that set that's been like the center of attention. Like, oh wow, this is actually really good. We should play this because everybody just hopped on the Hogak thing. But now I'm kind of excited to see what else comes out of the set. Force of Negation, Ren and Six. Right, like, like, there's just like a lot of good cards in that set that I yeah. think are gonna steal Urza, that deserve the spotlight. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's some Arkham's Astral Lake. Yeah, Arkham's Astral Lake. Uh, note the fact that I've managed to shove three of these into the snow deck. Or I haven't shoved them, but they're they've been shoved into the snow deck. Yeah. Good shit. Uh and then the last change to the, the banner restricted list for modern was they have unbanned Stoneforge Mystic. It finally happened when people least expected it. So stupid. <laughs> I think it was like the first time that it didn't actually spike before a BNR update. Right, exactly. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> like they're like over there, like they're like last second. They're like, all right, all right, prices like, prices are still looking? low. Oh, oh, no changes. All right, unban it. That's probably they were waiting for it. Just like they're just keeping an eye on the third on the third party market, and just like the one time an announcement comes up and it's not spiking, they're like, all right, let's do it. It's like that old Looney Tunes skit with like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, where they're like, "Duck season, Duck <laughs> yeah, season." Exactly. Watsy and the fucking like markets have been like this every season, and then like <laughs> suddenly like they flip the sign, and there's no one there on the other side to flip it back. They're like, "Now is now is the time." Unban uh, that shit. Yeah. So what are they? Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick price check real quick because uh, oh. I'm sure they were at a hundred earlier today. Oof. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I think I have some spares sitting around. I need to buy a list before I go to bed tonight. Forge Mystic. <clears throat> Got my sign set already. Big surprise to no one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Uh, okay, so they they've actually stabilized a little bit. Uh-huh. Where are uh huh. Uh, seventy five. As the market price, you <laughs> is, can get them. Stable? You can get mm. them as low as like fifty five for heavily played. Wow. Uh, and then the the promo that's for World Wake, and then the promos are uh, sixty eight, and you can find them as low as sixty four. Nice, nice. Oh, there's two promos. That's right. There's a GP promo and the Judge promo. The Judge promo is still out the butt. Uh, oh, market price, market price one forty nine. But nice, nice. Then first, the first option for near mint foil is $5,000. Ha! And then the next one, the next one is at $20,000. <laughs> so you can get it... Oh, you, there is no other one. Those, there's only... What? what? Are there only two on the market? Wow, impressive. You, yeah, so there's only two on the market. You can get it as low as $5,000 for a the Judge promo. Apparently, MKM crashed this morning. I bet. From uh, Demand. Yeah. So that's that's the good shit right there. <sighs> so well, this has some implications. I mean, yes, obviously. But how much do we care? I mean, so playing an aggressive low to the ground deck is going to be a lot harder now. Right. Uh, you had to be able to beat better skull. Um, so... I think we're going to be seeing a lot more smash to smithereens type cards mm-hmm. in uh, in red deck sideboards, or at least aggressive red decks, which is uh, also good against the Urza deck. It it's it's kind of funny that like you know at one point at the beginning of uh, the format, Waldnacottle was banned, yeah, and Waldnacottle is like even more unplayable now. Yeah, still fork is back. Yeah. Nice three three. I mean, Bitter Blossom was on the on the list as well. Yeah, Bitter Blossom goes together decently well with Stoneforge Mystic. I know a lot of people were um, talking about. Oh, I hope you unbind Stoneforge Mystic so I can try and play Modern Cawblade. Ka 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 ka. 
Yeah, that's pretty solid. Wait, can you make Cogwave? You can, right? I mean, you have. Yeah, you have Stoneforge and Jace. Yeah, all right. Stoneforge, Jace, Batter Skull, and you got you got the Hawks, Kaka. Did I tell you guys? I've I think I've told said this before. What the what the combo was before before Batter Skull? It was like a Argentum armor. Quite bad. Yeah. (laughs) I hope I see that. That is a swole ass <laughs> fucking hawk. You know, Ivan was talking about that in group chat today. Actually, he's like, "Oh, our gentle armor." He's yeah, like, dude. You'll nobody will, nobody will see it coming. Yeah. God damn. It's fucking. You know, I had to do it to him. Can we? Can we? Can we make in- equipment indestructible? Is that a thing? <laughs> Just put some dark steel plates in your deck. Done. <laughs> The first Split one you tutor, <laughs> the first thing you you tutor is, is Dark Steel Blade. I mean, Dark Steel Blade is just made. I think it itself is indestructible. Yeah, uh, is the and creature whatever it's equipped is also indestructible. Yeah, woo, <laughs> powerful. <laughs> EDH All Star. Yeah, but um, yeah. It'll, so it'll I think be, I, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see the the decks coming out. Blue white mid range, I think, is going to be something to keep an eye on. Oh my god, blue white, where you get to like play your instant speed creature counter spell. Yeah, yeah, and oh. you have Restoration Angel can flicker your Stoneforge now, and yummy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. sweet. Just good. Uh, that deck needed like it's been playing like fucking Wall of Omens, <laughs> and like getting to be getting gone. to play Stoneforge instead is like be pretty gone, hot. So you could just like hold up a spell caller on their turn and like turn three, and if they don't do anything, you just put in your your batter skull. <laughs> ah, that sounds so good. Yeah. Like yeah. You got options. You got so many options. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> so yeah, blue white mid range players are all like like just drooling right now. Like oh. oh. Uh, and then you can also build like you know like a more control deck like uh, blue white control with stoneforge possibly. Sure, um, that's like your threat. Yeah, there's just a lot of different things. People are talking about like Abzan and um, zoo decks, and there's just a lot of different directions you Company can take. Decks, it. even yeah, exactly. Greenwind uh, value creature decks. Yeah. Um, Death and taxes has like an okay threat now. Uh, so death and taxes just. Just turns into like the legacy version, but without yeah, you can't, can't without play your arbiter. You can't play your Leonin arbiters with right. your Stoneforge Mystics. So, but but like more or less, I'll like tell you the what. deck is pretty much the same. For all your taxes up players out there, you can have as many Stoneforges as you want. Just leave your arbiters at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the deck. I mean Death and Tackles. I I kind of wish I still had it so I could play it, but. It's not good. I yeah. guarantee it. It's not good. <laughs> maybe maybe not. I don't know. I think, was, the, I think the there's card, a way to make it good. There's just you just don't have the good the good lands. You have to spend mana on your land destruction. Right. Yeah, that's that's the only thing you you did your land destruct your land disruption has is like very much stilted. Ghost quarter ain't cutting it, let me tell you. No, but like you could run like no, I, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> Zero clues. Zero clues. Anyways, <laughs> let's not get bogged down in death and taxes after the okay. format gets shaken up this much. <laughs> let me tell you, this one is not going to be a winner. Um, so yeah, so we've got uh, less of the egregious graveyard decks 
Um, we've got uh, Stoneforge Mystic because Wadsi says they want to encourage uh, fair card advantage based decks. Um, we just got Red and Six, some pretty sweet Planeswalkers, Force of Negation. So it seems kind of like it might be, you know, the uh, safe haven for all the mid-range players to come out and frolic and have their, you know, magic as Richard Garfield intended with their Jund versus, you know, blue-eyed mid-range or, you know, Mardu versus Bant stuff or whatever. And, but the thing is the, uh, the shadow that's creeping up on everyone and keeps them up at night is... Urza's Tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If everyone decides to play some stupid Stoneforge mid-range pile, the they will be liberated. Yeah, Karn is going to eat their fucking lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And then restart Blood the Moon, game on purpose. The, the era of Blood Moon <laughs> is upon us. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I guess now we, we add stone for or like mid range into like our, our vicious cycle and it just becomes like are we playing Tron? No. Or yeah, we're playing Tron. Okay, so mid range's bad, but aggro's good. Chris then, is gonna be like Does like, control ever get better? Yeah, I mean it just got a ton of great cards and now the like really bad graveyard matchups got banned out of the format, man. But is like mid range just better than control, you think? Mm, I don't know. Huh. Probably not. Which is the thing? Blue White actually has a really good win rate against Tron. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if Jund can say the same. It cannot. It cannot. <laughs> Absolutely not. It, the, the deck was literally created to beat Jund. Chris is going to be like up here, like Saruman in his tower. The world has changed. <laughs> <laughs> a new power rises in the east. <laughs> it'll be all fun in games until everyone starts playing blue moon again oh wow oh, i love blue moon dude don't get me started oh man swans, swans. basically swans yeah so one thing that was nice for uh, the amulet players out there is in the gak graveyard world not a single soul dared played the moon hey man i was over here with my moons in my four color deck, I played Moons, but that's Finity, so yeah. And uh, we we played once, John, right? Yeah, Field of the Dead is a fucking beating. Let me tell you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm like dry heaving over here. God, yeah, that card. Bloodbeam was was like at an all time low. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like even the Monument Phoenix decks weren't even playing it. No so, more, no like, more, Chris. No one was playing Blue Blood Moons. Now but, um, you must fight through all of them. Now I will uh, have to, you know, actually sideboard answers again. Two, two mainboard Rexage. Two mainboard. Wow, that is a lot of Rexage. Oh, yeah. I'm playing five forests <laughs> and two main deck Rexages with three Coalition Relics. That's, that's and excessive. One that's I, slime. I still don't I still don't like Coalition Relic. Say goodbye to your bed moons, Yugi boy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, Papa Bless Mr. Rosewater for uh, Papa Rosewater for giving us Force of Vigor able to hit two things because now we have some some hope of winning in games with double Blood Moon in play. Yeah. Uh, in the past, they play one Blood Moon you're like, alright, alright, all I have to do is draw my fours and I can Rex Sage it and I'll be okay. And they just play a second Blood Moon and then that's just the game. Yeah, GG. Mm. <laughs> but no more. Chris, 
Steven, if you believe in the force. Steven's like dying still, like just actually dying. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over that voice. The fucking wee- Chris's Chris's Weevil impression is even better, easily better than mine. He has like a laugh. The, the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Oh my god. Yeah. The Beavis and Butthead knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to Exodia. <laughs> Uh, just like he yeets them off the boat oh my god Uh, uh, we're a we're a Yu-Gi-Oh abridged podcast now oh my god must risk life for cards (laughs) (laughs) oh shit alright I'm good I'm good anyways Speaking of Exodia, uh, which which swords do you think we're gonna have in our in our in our Stoneforge decks? Um, uh, other than them. revealing light, <laughs> swords of revealing light. Fucking ridiculous! God I'm done. It. I'm done. I'm walking away. <laughs> I won't use my catapult turtle to destroy the flotation ring under a floating city. That's crushing your monsters below. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, swords. Really, uh, like uh, fire and ice is always like the go-to sword, right? right yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one that's got me a bit scared because I, I can't block uh, with my codal. If you've got a Sophie on your game, so you know, I think I think honestly, the the uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to be serious now. I'm trying uh, to trying to breathe. <laughs> um. The most popular one that I think is going to show up is the black and white one. Uh, Not feast and famine. Not no warm feast and like, famine. You're thinking of um, light and shadow, my dude. Yeah, light, light and shadow. shadow. There oh. we go. Feast and famine, I think, is the like crazy one though. Oh, I like so. John, how about this? Why? Why would you play? The stupid and shame at the nun taps all your lands, wilderness reclamation, when you can just play sort of fucking feast and famine. I don't so know, John, it, means, it means you actually have to hit sort of feast and famine and stoneforge in the blood sun deck. Oh, 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 oh. So that way you can like play a Chandra, main phase one, attack them, and then untap and play another big fucking thing. <laughs> can you feel the power, Krunk? <laughs> Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> oh man! Wow, yeah, that sounds like overkill. Piece of famine untapped my lotus fields. I was uh, I was talking to my opponent at FNM about the Blood Sun deck a little bit because he's playing the new six mana Chandra, and I was talking about how we've been playing old six mana Chandra and how we like we're looking at this one too. And he's like, "That sounds like overkill." I was like, "Yeah." And so your point <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> so uh yeah getting stoneforge and sort of feast and famine up in there is maybe just a bit because much. you're right doesn't mean you're correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh yeah i didn't, didn't want to hear that one but uh but yeah so? <laughs> yeah and uh all right well we could sit here and make a bad Stoneforge bruise all day, but... That's good the rest of the internet. Yeah, there's 
we're not the only source for that sort of content. Although I already got a request for uh what was it? It was uh Dragon Blade. <laughs> God. Can you not? God, can we build five color snow dragon blade? <laughs> can you not? Please. I don't know. What's hotter? An Ojitai with a batter skull or a Glorybringer with a batter skull? Oh. Neither. Wait, does it still tap from exertion? No. Really? No. Exertion doesn't untap. Oh, shit. Doesn't actually tap it. Wow. Wait, exerting Man. definitely does tap it. Man, force of vigor oh, isn't the only No, it doesn't. <gasps> wait, you can go oh. infinite then. You don't even need the dragons. You go, you play go the dude. Infinite. You play the, the dude. dude. The dude that uh, gives you extra combats if you exert him. Uh, combat celebrant? Yeah, you just go infinite. More like combat celebrant. You 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 exert. You don't get to ta- you don't have to tap him, and then you attack again, and you exert, and you don't get to, you don't have to tap him. Why would I want to have infinite combat steps when instead I could gain four life by shooting your non dragon? You're absolutely right. How <laughs> stupid of me for me oh. to break. Break your you break your card and make it good. That's yeah, so dumb. What else can we play in this deck? Hmm. Mm. What other what other sweet are there any dragon related equipments? Uh there has to be. I'm sure there, there, there has to be. Uh I think it was uh Max sent me Dragon Throne of Tarkir earlier today, but that is a defender related card, I believe. Yes. Oh yes, dragon. The th- you sit upon the dragon throne and you pay mana and you tap it and you give the rest of your creatures plus X plus X. Rex is like the power of the card that has the throne. Yeah. So it's like the king powers up his subjects, depending <laughs> on how like swole the king is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Ah oh, man. Now we just need a bitter blossom for dragons. Makes little, uh, little baby dragons. Uh, that one guy, the I would the red uh, mana guy. What, what's the what's the uh, dragon like? You the mother about dragon master outcast or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. That's basically <laughs> better. So awesome. slow. It's so slow. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like it's also very slow. The the like dragon mother that makes a one one like devour dragon. Oh, dragon brood mother. Is it brood mother? Right. Yeah, like, yeah de- that sounds right. Yeah, it devours and makes a bunch of dragons. Does it also have devour or something like that? Yeah, it makes a token that has devour every turn. Yeah, little little hungry babies. <laughs> anyway, before before we start writing down a whole list here, uh, there was another get the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> there was another change that happened uh, the last time you guys talked, uh, like the the day you guys were like the day after you guys recorded, which was yeah, feels uh, bad, man. Uh, which was about organized play. Yeah, Watsi finally has gifted us from Unhigh a plan for organized play for Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we've just been waiting since what, the beginning of the year? Yeah, it's been we've been in a serious fucking holding pattern, holy crap. I have to say, having taken a look at it, if if things work out like I hope they do and this goes smoothly, it will be worth having had a year of like Confusion. Basically no, basically, no comp events to play at locally, which has been mm-hmm. pretty shit. Um, so I guess we'll like we're gonna hit the top level stuff because there's a, there's a lot in here, and honestly, some of it we don't care about, like uh the MPL and Rivals League. Even though Rivals League is kind of cool, you can read about it. 
at magic.gg in their news section, the future of Magic Esports. It's all laid out there with some pretty graphics. Um, but we're going to dig into the stuff that's a little bit more related to our neck of the woods, <clears> which <throat> is PTQs are back, baby. <laughs> yep, they are no longer pro tour qualifiers. No, no, no. They are players tour qualifiers because the pro tour was changed into the players the players tour exactly um so you we're gonna i'm gonna read some bullet points they released it says you can qualify for a players tour event by winning and then in parentheses or placing very highly at a qualifier level event these include players tour qualifiers which are ptqs wpn qualifiers which we'll get into in a second grand prix at magic fest players tour premiere series and magic online events which is great I, i'm glad that magic online is uh <clears throat> still factoring into their uh, their top level plan yeah um, not dead yet not dead yet still relevant i like that um so the ptqs we already kind of know what those are but what caught my eye are these wpn qualifiers and um they elaborated on these a little bit so let's see if i can find the section you were saying these were like basically stores hold these events like their wizards play network approved events yeah that can take you into that can feed into the players tour so stores get to basically roll their own alternative to a ptq now and we've had a lot of stores do this um not just locally but other places as well where they have you know tournament series right scg is obviously a big example however that's not included in this they also i think are allowed to qualify um but um they said they're going to have multiple structures available to them so it sounds like there are options the stores uh can choose and it says one of them is a multi-day structure with feeder events that they expect to be popular um so it's sounds kind of like we've had locally we've had these qualifying event stores have been running where you know they're, they're cross location where you play at multiple different stores and you get to play in like a final invitation event i don't think that's quite what this is i think they're you know still uh related to one store but having the ability for a store to have like feeder events into a multi-day qualifier is pretty exciting right yeah so stores can have their own like mini series yeah um, that actually can get you into you know the players tour yeah i think eventually. that really rewards larger sized local stores right um like places like channel fireball game center and our great escape games in sacramento stores that regularly attract large you know audiences on a regular basis have the space and interest in running larger events so long as they're profitable which i think these would be well, uh, because it- they're a they're a direct line of qualification right which that brings out the competitive players that are willing to spend the money on entry fees. And like, not only does it benefit, yeah, it benefits those stores, but like, this sounds very like thought out for like on the player side. Like, yeah, this is like, this is awesome. This is, this is exactly what a lot of com- competitive players wanted. Just like more competitive events that feed into the circuit. Yeah. Having feeder events, like, Having your feeder events feed into events that feed into more events is just like really nice, right? Because there's like more comp REL events to play, more chances to win prizes. You have stratification, so people of multiple skill levels have a chance to feel accomplished, right? 
like and it's more incentive to, for people to show up because it does feed into you know real big events eventually yeah exactly like you can start the the big issue that you know was exciting not the big issue the big thing that was exciting to a lot of people about these you know magic events was you could be a small fish in a small local pond and hop your way from you know pool to pool until you were playing with the big fish right you could start out your local card shop you could make your way up to a you know regional event that was larger and then you know from there to like eventually the pt that was the idea right they used to have all sorts of different events like this and um having these come back is really cool i also like that they've managed to bring scg type events into the fold there's a um bazaar of baghdad i think is the name of the group that's running uh latin america events a uh, bazaar de bagda which i think is just bizarre baghdad in spanish i assume <laughs> um so they've got a, a series down there scg tours events are getting uh roped in with invites to the players tour and and other invites this is just really good they're like bringing everyone into the fold right the problem a lot of people had was like all these events were getting kind of isolated and cut off from one another. They didn't really feed anywhere, but now having everything pull back to this, this player's tour is really exciting, right? Everything, everything means something you, you can grind however you want to grind. Uh, and you can be progressing towards uh, a, a singular goal that other people share, which I think is really cool. Um, that's really exciting for me. And I like that they, they managed to get magic online integrated into it. Because, you know, um, you can't always travel every weekend. Some people can't travel very much at all. But still having um, a similar goal to all these other areas, you end up at the same place, I think is really cool. Right. Rather than, like, grinding arena and then, like, oh, I'm qualified for some arena stuff. Which arena, com- arena has completely their, separate. Right. Arena has their own track. esports track yeah. that's going to be completely separate from MTGO and all of this other paper mm-hmm. uh, playing. Yeah. And so the players tour is like divided into multiple sections now. So um, they're having a players tour final, which is like an invite only. This is, I think, kind of more like the PT as it is now, where it's invite only. You have to have succeeded in a players tour to get invited to a player tours players tour final. Grand Prix top eights will receive invitations to the players tour and the winner will receive an invite to the players tour finals. Um, so it's kind of like the players tour is more like an RPTQ of sorts, like a super RPTQ and the players tour final is like, I think people were comparing it to like day two of the PT. So that's pretty cool. Um, I like the, and then every, and, and then all of this along with the arena track all feeds into uh, the world's championship. Yeah, which is, I think, less uh, country-oriented and more just top-performer-oriented at this point. Which is um, great. Yeah. I just like that they've uh, added a lot of stratification to the levels you compete in, or you can compete at, I mean, and but they've all managed to tie it together. I think it's really cool. The fact that everything feeds up into something else until it has that penultimate event that ties Arena and Tabletop together is just super cool. So Now, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with that because both tracks are feeding into it. So you have kind of like these two different, I'm not going to say play styles because I feel like you're, you're essentially playing. I'll say that you're playing a pretty different game when you're playing arena than when you're playing MTGO or in paper in general. So I'd be interested to see what those events would be that would kind of 
find out who's like the best of the best sort of thing. And since they're arena events, they're going to be standard focused, which Mm -hmm. is what WotC wants for promotional purposes, which is fine. Like, I think it makes sense for them to advertise standard at at the peak of the game. And I don't think we're going to be lacking for high level competition in modern and legacy, et cetera, with the way this is laid out. So I'd be, I'd be interested even, even just like a, you know, like, like the first two rounds are like team modern team Mm -hmm. standard or like, or like team multi, uh, 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 multi format Mm -hmm. where it's like you have a standard modern and a legacy player. Yeah. I'm not sure how they're going to do all that. Like, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting. The, the pro tour or the players tour finals, I think are definitely going to be very standard draft oriented. Like they always have been, but the players tour events, uh, I'm not, it's not clear to me how, like how they're going to divvy those up, like where in the country they're going to be. Like they have an America one, they have, you know, they're different regions. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to like float it between West and East coast, always on the East coast? Like, um, the, the, when they have fewer events and the events are at a higher level, I think they tend to try to shy away from, eternal formats Mm -hmm. so uh it'll be interesting to see what they do with those um but i think if the players tour level of competition still has like modern even if the players tour finals don't that's acceptable to me at least it's gonna be rough for those like modern grinders that end up getting there and they're like well shit now i gotta pay attention to standard well, I think since they're doing moto qualifiers too, you can also qualify in at least into the players tour via like legacy and vintage and stuff. As long as they keep kind of where they're at right now, which I think they seem to be uh, indicating they are. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have ways to. Uh, I guess this is this is also this is also assuming that all those different events also do have like modern tournaments. Or it'd be a pretty big like rug underneath our feet that they pull that it's like, oh, JK, it's all standard and there's limited. Just, there's just no way. There's no way at all that they would do that. Like the fact that they're offering these flexible offering these flexible event um layouts for the WPN qualifiers, like there's no way they'd be doing that if they were also like, Oh, you can only run standard. Like Yeah, I mean it's just like the entire purpose is to give the stores like freedom to run the types of events they want to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah exactly like if your if your store wants to run you know uh, popper sealed league popper the, like, yeah. whatever i think stores know best what event like uh, types of events are going to pull in the most local players and like be the most profitable for them modern yeah modern it's modern and standard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's modern it's modern standard and occasionally draft like that's that's kind of the bulk of it right like so you could have like a an an annual legacy one yeah that would, I mean, I th- that would rack in dollars i think i think places like channel fireball will have the ability to to do um legacy occasionally if right. they want mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the thing is um you know you can't have proxy allowances right exactly yeah majority of stores around here anyway have 10 proxy limit yep for their you know monthly events which is all well and good but if you're uh trying to qualify for some higher event that is a no-no. Not allowed. So now what else? What else about these things? Is that it? Is that, is that... Um there's, there's a lot of info. There's a lot of other info surrounding arena that we don't really want to get into right now. And and their MPL and the Rivals League, which is great because they're actually having a, a second level for people to just not fall out of the MPL 
and go nowhere and also so they're not just like cherry picking people straight into their like premiere event series just on like very arbitrary qualifications you have uh, a lot of followers come play our game yeah and they they have they've carved out some slots in the rivals league for that they can have you know um the ability to dump people they feel deserve a spot um in the rivals league and then they can you know have eyes on them and win their way up into the uh the main league um but that's neither plot here twist there. plot twist ninja picks up magic Ha! Unlikely. <laughs> Unlikely. They can't afford him. <laughs> Neither can Twitch these days, apparently. Nope. Um, so they say here that doing well at players' tour finals can qualify you for the next player tour finals, depending on your final record. And all finals participants qualify for the next regionals player tour. So uh, if you do well at the PTF, um, you qualify for the next one automatically. You don't have to queue back in. And um, everyone who plays in one of these gets to go to the next regional players tour. So it's harder to fall off the bus, it looks like, which is nice. Which is great. Which is like, that's, I think that's probably one of the bigger complaints that I have about the the old structure where it's like you have well, all these have, great yeah. players that make it to like this high level game or like this high level event. And then they like owe something and OX and drop because it's their first time going. And then it's like so hard to get back to that level. Yeah, because qualifying for the PT didn't automatically put you into the RPTQ, did it? No. Yeah. But if you were like at least a what silver level pro or something like mm-hmm. that, you were qualified. Right. It, it was it was similar, but not the same. It's just it's just cool that that they're thinking about people dropping off. Like, like yeah. I've I've heard like multiple people from from Sacramento area that have made it to that high level event and then just like not did well because of the pressure or didn't get enough sleep or X Y Z reasons and then they just they have to restart. Yeah, there's a lot of churn on the current PT at the lower levels. Yeah, a lot of churn. But that's to be expected, I think, for um that that level stuff, right? Um, you're always going to have the people trying to break out. You can't maintain too many of them with like free re You can't give too many re-rolls, right? Because then right, the number right. of people just balloons out of control. Um, but you also don't want to be too harsh on a game that is known for having a lot of variance and rewards consistent mm-hmm. results over time. So hopefully they hit a happy median on that. Yeah. But... um. I am super excited to have the opportunity to play in these players tour qualifiers. And I have to imagine that locally we're going to have some cool, uh, uh, some of these cool WPN structured events. Um, I could definitely see some sort of like a series where you have to play in local events and accrue points. And then at the end, the point leaders are uh, invited to this multi-day type of event they alluded to. Um, I imagine if they're doing multi-day, it's probably going to be multiple format, like draft and standard or something like that. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. Um, also rewards players who have a grasp over multiple different formats um, and have a uh, you know kind of a breadth to their uh, magic skill um, as opposed to just depth in a single format. Um, I think magic at the highest levels has always tried to test uh, cross-format skill rather than single-format expertise. Because um, I think that does kind of signify the very best magic players, the ones that are consistently uh, good across different formats. So, 
Yeah. Even though you have all these, yeah. uh, you know, mixed draft plus constructed. Yeah. And stuff. I may not like standard, but mythic championships. Yeah, I may not like standard, but I mean the ability to consistently do well in, in standard formats as they change over time is a good indicator of of skill at the game. I will agree. So. Um, but I think that kind of covers what we wanted to go over. I guess it's a little bit shorter uh, than we thought it would be, but I think it's pretty, despite the convolutedness of the systems, I think it's fairly clear what's happening, and that's that they're throwing much more support into uh, a stratification of different levels of comp REL play, especially at the local level, um, which is really cool and I'm super excited about. Is there anything else you guys wanted to go over with the changes to organized play? No, but since we have time, back to my spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it, this sounds... I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't care at all about qualifying for the player tour or whatever, this just, lets you, this just makes more weekend events that you can go play in, yeah. which I think is yeah. you know, what a lot of people really want. We were talking previously about community building and, and how not having these events is really hard on community building. So like I think the next step the next step is to help and maybe maybe there isn't like a next step, right? This is just like a like a dream of mine, but to help stores cultivate uh uh a community around their stores. Like they I mean, they, have- they have a program in place for for the highest of high high uh for like the highest grossing stores to to help them and make a community for them but at like the smaller level maybe not even small like the medium level there's still like i mean for example and i guess this this actually isn't i can't say the same thing for anything on the west coast so all the stores that i've been to on the west coast have amazing community and they do like the stores do an amazing job at like trying to keep that community and trying to 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 have them come back and you know be like have that give and take with the community right whereas like the stores on the east coast that i've experienced there's like been one or two stores out of like the dozens that i've been to that have that sense of community that i felt in the west coast on every store that i went to so it'd be nice to have some sort of reward program in place for stores that are doing okay that are running their events and have like community input or some sort of uh feedback from the community about the store i think having an ongoing series of events that feeds into a qualifier um helps with that yeah but i mean there's a lot of stores here that don't that just don't want to run it like they don't there's a lot of stores here that are wpn uh they have their WPN permits that don't want to run uh, events that they that would bring in people from the tri-state area because it's too much money or like it's too much of a hassle. Is it just a real estate issue? It could be. It could be. But at the same time, you could just limit your pool, right? Like if you're obviously in New York, like space is limited. So if your store only holds 100 people, then the first 100 people that sign up get to play in this event. and it's like hundred people, man. When I visited like uh, versus games and SF, there's no way in hell you're fitting hundred people. Right. I'm sorry. A hundred was like was like an overreaching number. Like if if your store only fits like like forty to fifty people in the room, then it's like maybe you just have a sign up list, or maybe 
you know, maybe this WPN qualifiers is like a step in that direction where like you can you can have like a tournament series and you get invites for that one special event. But I think it just there is no pressure on the store to actually run those events. Man, imagine if they uh, if they ran a series of qualifier events that fed into like a a larger event or not even a larger event, but but like, no, no, no. But I mean, like where you can only you can only enter into one of them. Right. So it's like 40 people enter this one, 40 people enter the other one. There had to be, you know, 80 people total, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, no overlap. Right. And it qualifies to another event that's also small. That's like a way you could do it for shops that um, suffer from lack of space, right? Over overpopulation, right? And maybe even like, oh, you played in the other one, you can't play in this one. Sorry, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, have to qual- yeah, The way you keep you keep playing is by winning, <laughs> right? Uh, and so you know, it's just like there there is no. So while Wizards has put this stuff into place, there is no pressure on the store to actually run these events. There isn't like, hey, you haven't run an event in over a year. We're going to strip you from your license if you don't. Because why would they? That's that's like a not a good incentive for the store. That's not a good incentive for Wizards. So there isn't like a real good way to put pressure onto a store to say like, you have to run a tournament at least once a month. I thought they did have rules like that for WPN. It kind of doesn't seem like it on the East Coast, honestly. Like there's a lot of stores that I mean, I've been in New York for almost two years and the this is going to be the first time that this store that one of the stores closest to me has run like a big level event. They're running like standard instead or something. Maybe, maybe possibly, maybe I'm just, maybe I miss, I'm just missing, but just from, from, I guess like a modern standpoint, that's not, it's not something that maybe they just hate modern on the East coast. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'll shut up, man. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's. I think we've kind of been been around it enough. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Or are we gonna are we gonna roll into our slot of the week? Slot of the week. I guess we'll start with Chris. Slot of the weeks. Yeah, slot weeks. of the weeks. Chris, what uh, what cards or deck are you totally hyped for right now? I. I'm hyped to play some snakes. A snake. What snake? What kind of snakes? Coiling a snake. Ice Fang Codal. Oh, Codal Oracle's <laughs> a good one, too. Ice Fang yeah, Codal. That's a, that's uh, a mix up. Card Sweet. I just received my fourth one. I feel so like I, I told actually... you guys about this. I feel like maybe you guys, maybe maybe it wasn't you guys, but there was somebody I was telling about this card, and they were like, nah, this the card's not that great. Ice Fang Codal? Yeah. It's definitely not us. Not you guys. Yeah, I, I started thinking about it. It's I, like, I definitely do, well, not you guys. Speaking of uh, people saying cards aren't that great, I think one of us here was kind of skeptical about Renin 6. Who Who's that again? Hey, I still haven't even played with it. I still haven't even seen it. <laughs> I still haven't even seen it perform, right? Let's not get, let's not get, let's not get hasty here, right? She might still be bad. Card is sweet. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've... Uh, Cast a crypt command with retrace multiple times. Yeah, I actually had to get a run in six emblem because I'm actually ulting it so often. Wow. Wowzers. That's uh feels feels good, man. That's impressive. Huh. Yeah, so uh I'm planning to play some snow piles uh, in the next couple of weeks, and you know, just playing an ice vein cuddle, drawing a card, trading with the creature, and buying a back with Colgan's command just, just sounds like a good time. 
Mm-hmm. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, I really want to play that deck. <laughs> it's so expensive. I know. It's I like, don't, and I still don't have Jaces, right? Like I, I've put off buying those because I don't play blue often enough. But every time I see a Jace deck, I'm just like, man, why didn't I buy those? Remember back at like the beginning of the summer when I didn't have Jaces, and I was like, yeah, I think I need these. The winds yeah. they are changing. Yeah, good yeah. call. <laughs> Great call. Ugh. Yeah. All right, Steven, Jace what are you hyped about since go... you can't? Since I can't play expensive cool decks, um, yeah, yeah. I'll play a less expensive cool deck. It has artifacts in it. I'll tell you that much. Oh, wow. I wonder what deck is oh. it. Are you playing? Where's that? Are you playing, um, what is it? The, uh, the eggs deck? <laughs> eggs deck. Oh, semblance Anvil? <laughs> semblance <laughs> Anvil. No, I was thinking of, um, the uh, True Steel Taladin one or whatever. Wait, uh, the Anvil. That one makes uh, the card the card imprinted uh, type cost two less from your hand. Yeah. There was a deck that played that against me recently that was really, really cool. But I can't... Re- Maybe it was like a version of Urza. But it was like, oh, I'm just going to play like this. I'm going to imprint my Mox Opal and then play like this two drop that dropped me that draws me a card and then play another two drop that makes mana and then make play like other two drops and one drops that just do things and then played the other oh man i'm starting to remember now i can't oh two drops and one drops that just do things that's the story of every deck i've ever played like draws you cards and then you play at some point you play two mana to play the uh the 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 artifact that i was playing with uh, a few weeks ago, uh, lets you cast cards off the top of your library. Mystic Forge. Mystic Forge. So you play Which is Myst- restricted to vintage now, by the way. All right. Can go on that. It happens. Uh, you play. You play the 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 Forge, and then you get to look off the top of your library. And hey, if it's cost two or less, you just get to put it on the battlefield. And there was another card on the battlefield that was drawing card. So you played it from the top of your deck. You looked, you drew a card, you looked at the top, you played it, you drew a card, you looked at the top. Oh, it was a lantern deck. That's what it was. Wow. So you, so you just basically like you combo off with uh, Forge and uh, and the imprint card, the anvil, and essentially your deck just becomes free because you just start milling yourself for land. So if you see a land at the top, you mill yourself. Uh, you you do it all over again, and then at some point you play retrace and put everything back in your hand, play it all back out, and you get to restart all over. It was insane. Anyways, not playing that deck. <laughs> playing Affinity. Uh, I've been playing Affinity for the past couple weeks, as I said before, and I really like it. I'm going to see how it does in this new meta in this first week. If I don't see similar results to what I've been seeing, then I'm going to switch back to Amulet. Um, I just, you know, I love Amulet. I do. I just, I needed a break from it. It was like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to events because I hadn't played the deck in a few days. <laughs> like I'd go to I'd go to like a I mean, like a the rust is real. Like I I'd go to like Monday Night Modern and then I'd start playing the deck and I'm like, "Oh shit, that was a line that I could have taken." And now I lost the game. Okay, uh let's try this again. Oh, I missed another line. I lost the game. And so then I'd be like, "All right, I'm just going to goldfish at home for until until Thursday." Thursday would roll around. I'd do well. 
And then I wouldn't play until Monday and then I'd be rusty. And so it's like this huge cycle where like, if I'm not playing the deck often enough, it's just not good in my hands. Just too big brain. Too big brain for me. Uh, so that's why I switched back to Affinity. But maybe I just have to have to play at least like a match or two every day to, to be on top of it. <laughs> what about you, John? What are you going to play? Uh, I'm super stoked for the card, uh, Kolagon's Command. Yeah, for me. reasons I'm sure you can all surmise. Uh, card is quite good against Stoneforge Mystic. Gets both pieces of it the is, uh, the pair. It is actually just the bee's knees against yeah. Mystic. It's uh, it's a pretty good. So like the only problem, right, is now that we have Force of Negation, right? So so now you kind of have to fight through that stuff as well. Cause... You just do it on their turn. What are you talking about? Oh right, yeah, they have to pay for it. Yeah, it's an instant, my right. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Feels good, man. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, it also is. Uh, I mean, Chris mentioned uh, how hot it is to have Run in Six Emblem and Colgon and uh, Cryptic Command, but uh, Run in Six Emblem plus Colgon's Command is also quite sweet. Uh, just discard them in their draw step every turn. Oh, yeah, you soft yeah, lock them. Good. You soft lock them out of the game. That's pretty oh, great. Yeah, you're like shocking them, <laughs> shocking them while you make them discard. Like shock, they're only going to live so long. <laughs> shock, discard, draw. Uh, go. I was finally a brave enough boy to take my run in six to eight before ulting it uh, at FNM. Oof. I felt safe enough, so Oof. I had the the ult and, and just the, the the free land every turn. Ooh. Or you just Ooh, play another one after you ult. <laughs> gave me yeah, the vapors. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I guess an emblem, an emblem, and a ren isn't like and a Colgon's command is just like a pure softlock. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's real good. Yikes! <laughs> Big yikes! Yeah, fine. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's that's what I'm excited. I'm excited to play the same damn deck with the same damn cards. But Colgon's command in particular got me all hot and bothered this week. All these kids gonna be coming out with their Stoneforge Mystic. So excited! Oh, I'm gonna play some Batter Skulls. Nope. <laughs> Deny. <laughs> Shatter plus Shock. Get out of here. This is my house. You spent four mana. I spent three. Is that tempo? I think see, so. See, you talking right now is scaring me. Like, is this really what I'm gonna have to look forward to? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you bend over, Steven. I got the paddle. <laughs> I, maybe I, maybe I should just switch over to Amulet. Like, not even bother playing Affinity. Do it, oh, man. <laughs> Give in to your hatred. It's just, it's so brutal, man. Like, uh -huh. like there's, there, like when Affinity's good, like that's the worst time to play Affinity because of all the hate that people are gonna be bringing in. But I feel like right now is gonna be the worst time to play Affinity. <laughs> this week in particular, yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess you could play it before Friday because the ban won't have happened yet. The but, ban uh, already happened online. Oh, yeah, 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 online. It did? I can do yeah. a league tonight? Ah! Yeah. It was so effective good. Then you're going to be stuck with all those those scummy GAC players who joined the league, like, yesterday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> haven't finished it yet. And you're right. just like, oh. Uh, don't, they, don't they get kicked out? I thought they... No. Their no. Decks they out said they were legal? kicking them out at a certain time, I thought. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Your time has expired. Yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. Go, Anyways. Go GAC and never come back. Yeah, get out of here. Nobody likes Get you. Gak. Leave now and never come Gak. <laughs> Dying. Dying. And never come Gak. <laughs> Anyways, we've uh, we've taken up people's times. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great place to uh, to get the outro, I guess. 
Um, thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end, especially through that last bit. Uh, if you're wondering where you can find more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflex.com. You can support us and join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name. If you have any suggestions or comments you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. We also have an account for swag, like shirts, on redbubble.com now. Search us on there. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. 